Hi, welcome to the Founders for Good Bite Size Edition, where every week we'll be sharing a short clip of a founder chatting about a particular problem that exists in the world and how we go about solving that problem. This week we have Becky Taylor, co-founder of Tech Returners. After having her first child, Becky experienced firsthand the lack of support for returning tech workers. Her business Tech Returners gives people the confidence and skills to get back into tech after a career break. In this episode, Becky explains why returners are an untapped talent pool, the need for diversity and inclusion in tech, and the good work tech returners are doing. I start by asking Becky, what are the common reasons for career breaks and the barriers for people getting back into work? Yeah, so it's really interesting. So we've started, so we've got now quite rich data um, around the reason for return, um, sorry, career breaks along like other other statistics. And we're actually going to be releasing quite an in-depth uh, report over the next couple of uh, weeks to just sort of share those insights. Um, because obviously you've, you've got the most obvious one around being a parent like myself and experiencing, you know, a short-term maternity break. Um, you've also got people who have had extended did sort of parental break so where people have decided to at the primary school years take that career gap and focus on you know the school runs etc being there on school holidays they probably get to like go into high school and feel that it's their time to go back to their career we have people that have relocated from different countries and for family reasons personal reasons and looking to reignite their career um, I hate to say that word COVID, but we found a lot of people being affected by COVID and being made redundant or through actual ill health um, that they're now wanting to return. Uh, people that have taken, wanted to take in career breaks, whether to do something personal, personal projects like traveling, um, side projects like house renovations. There's a whole variety. So it's not just from a parental um, aspect. Um, there is other factors as well. And I think, but one common common um, aspect that they all find is that they make that decision and it's not an overnight decision to return. You know, it's usually probably a good six to 12 months for them to really get their mindset in the place, right? Okay, well, if I've got care and responsibilities, how's that going to work? You know, if like I need to juggle around, you know, in terms of child care arrangements, how's that going to work? just getting yourself into the right mindset of going, right, is that the right time for me? And then what do we do? We go to the traditional approaches. You know, we go to maybe apply to companies direct, might go to recruitment agencies. And more often than not, they've had a knockback because in terms of where they present themselves in their CV has a career gap. Um, and that's the whole stigma about having a, a gap on your CV. And it's almost like interpreted that they haven't been doing anything, but that's not the case. They've probably been upskilling themselves in, you know, further courses, technical qualifications, certifications, you know, and plus all the transferable skills that they've had, um, which they've acquired through their own career break and actually adding more value. But I think one of the things that we're trying to do is sort of eliminate those biases. So we actually don't utilize CVs at all because we want to eliminate, you know, when you look at a CV, that to eliminate looking at dates and, you know, that very standard format. And actually we've created something now called 
the returner profile, which gives a holistic view of that individual, just focusing on like the skills and the value, experience and expertise that person can take to that um, organisation. And uh, the organisations that we've worked with have really welcomed that and it has eliminated, you know, those biases um, that people have. Yeah. Really interesting. And, and my next question is going to be around, like, I, I'm kind of baffled by it, like reading through your website and seeing some of the stats on there in terms of, I think, 80% of the people in the program are women. So like quite a, quite a diverse talent pool, considering what you probably see in the actual industry itself. Um, and then, like you said, it's like an untapped pool of talent that, you know, there's a lot of investment in getting people into tech and then um, later on. But yeah, there's this like, weird bit in the middle. How come companies are like, haven't tapped into this pool of talent historically? Is, is it, like you said, like actually the way the hiring process are set up, there's too much bias and discrimination? Or is it a case of some of them just don't know how to access that pool of people? I think it's a variety from the people that we've talked about. And obviously, you know, it's a, a pool of people, you know, a lot of people probably listen to this might have their own opinions, but I'll, I'll go in terms of what we've been shared. Um, one or two things that, you know, traditionally recruitment, you know, you go in searching the same talent pool um, you've done something one particular way and, you know, you can continue to do that. And you've not really looked outside the box of what you normally do. You know, apprenticeship graduates have been around for, you know, a, a very long time. And then obviously we came in and I would like to say we were probably one of the first that talked about returners. And then we had the the misunderstanding that these were entry level individuals, which was which is totally wrong. These people have had established careers, you know, an average of twelve years. So then there's a misunderstanding, and you know, then there's a aspect that we need to educate what actually returner is, you know, in terms of they've got experience. So I think it's a combination that people have always done it one way, and you know, setting the ways a little bit in terms of what they've done, and then not the knowledge of around actually what a returner is. So not understanding the value that somebody who has had a career break can actually bring to the organisation. Um, you know, when we place uh, returners into organisations, I hate levels. I hate the, you know, what's a junior, what's an entry, what's a mid, what's a senior, because I think that's very, uh, very different in different types of organisations. But they're going in as experienced roles. They're going in, you know, learning, obviously, about the organisation, about their sort of code, but they're not being taught to code if that's um if that makes sense you know they're not like right at the beginning of their career that they're still in there in the middle level um progressing further into their career and i think that's a big misconception about returners yeah yeah makes a lot of sense and um the second kind of area of impact that i see which is completely linked to what we're already talking about is like diversity and technology um that you that you help with the tech returners um I wondered, like, what's your, how would you describe the current state of diversity in tech? Because, like, to me, there's a, it's talked about a lot. Um, there's a lot of noise, but it's really hard to tell how much has actually been done or, like, is it improving? So I just wondered, like, what your perception is of, of where we are currently. Yeah, I think um, for many years, and I'll put myself into this category as well, we really focused around diversity first. It was always diversity and inclusion. And I think, you know, a few years ago, I realized actually, you know, we really need to look at it the other way around, you know, for us to have a more diverse technology sector, we need to sort of look at 
the inclusivity part first. Organisations need to make sure that they have inclusive cultures, inclusive practices um, to attract and definitely retain more diverse talent. So I see a lot of organisations talk about diversity. And one of my questions, because we do a very thorough uh, due diligence on the companies that we work with, and you know we're proud of that because my my sort of the forefront of what we do and you know my priority is the returners we're helping individuals coming back into technology and I want to make sure that as an organization we're placing these individuals where they can thrive develop and get the support you know in the right culture so part of our due, due diligence is looking in terms of their inclusivity aspects of it and I think it's something that companies need to really look at themselves and go right okay yeah what 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 do we provide in terms of inclusivity and what can we work on and it's not about having an organization that's you know got everything perfect that doesn't exist we're continually obviously learning and growing but where I've worked with organizations is maybe have a roadmap of the things that you want to achieve and then sort of steps of progressing that forward. And I think if you're transparent around that, and I think that automatically then attracts you to more diverse, uh, more diverse talent pool, rather than saying, right, we want to um, recruit more uh, women. And we get that a lot. You, You can imagine obviously being yourself in the recruitment field, the person, the companies come to you go, I've come to you because we want to um, recruit more women. Well, it doesn't work like that. You know, um, you've got to sort of think about, right, okay, well, why do we want more diversity within our organisation? What can we provide them in terms of inclusive cultures? And that will support it. And we shouldn't really also just focus on gender diversity. You know, we should focus of we're very much advocates of diversity of thought, you know, especially returners, having had previous experience. And then, like you mentioned, you're a father yourself in terms of that amount of transferable skills that you've learned probably over the past five years. What that actually can then provide to an organisation is invaluable. So we need to sort of shift it just by going, actually, We've got this diversity tick box. We need more women. Um, we we need yeah. We need a different age range, etc. We need to look at right. Okay, well, why are we doing this? And actually, have we got the right infrastructure in our organisation to support the diversity going forward? So I think it's been really enlightening for the past couple of years for me to think about it a little bit different inclusion before diversity because then I do think that helps. Um, in terms of the shift. Um, I can only speak, you know, in terms of, you know, from ourselves, we've seen a huge shift in terms of the amount of women, especially that we've helped into back into organisations. You know, it's over 150 now. And and for us, that's absolutely amazing. And not only that, it's not about also like a numbers game. It's about the value again. So there's a piece of research when we started Tech Returners that from the PwC that says people returning to work often get up to 40% lower in terms of salary. And I was like, wow, God, right. Sorry, not 40%, £4,000 lower than in salary. And what we wanted to do is make sure that we um, make sure that the companies we work with actually understood the value that they're actually providing. So on average, we're increasing people's salary on average about £19,000 per person uh, to come back into the industry. And that just goes to show in terms of the value that people can provide, um, even though they've had a career break. 
Yeah, no, loads of good points. And um, yeah, I completely agree in terms of like the inclusion comes first and also transparency is completely key. I think, yeah, like you said, no one expects perfection, but I think they do really appreciate saying like, this is the steps we've taken so far. This is the journey we're on. Here's where we are. And this is what we plan to do. And we're really open to any more ideas or feedback or better ways that we could be doing things. Um, awesome. So let's chat about Tech Returner specifically for a little bit. I know we've touched it quite a bit now. Um, and I think it's pretty clear what you guys do. But just in case, um, could you just give a brief snapshot of, of what Tech Returners does? Yeah, so we support people returning to technology after a career break. And how we do that is that we provide upskilling uh, for individuals. So say if you've had a a career break, you were a software engineer before, you've had a career break, say, for six years, you've got all the fundamentals because you've you've coded probably for, for 10 years previous. But what you're not up to date with is in terms of the current tech or the current frameworks. And that's what we're here to do. So we provide upskilling in terms of technical. So whether that's in terms of uh, we do courses in Java, C Sharp, um, you know, front end in terms of JavaScript, et cetera. And we upskill them through a curriculum over an eight week period. Supported by that, we do career and mindset management. So one of the biggest barriers for people returning is around their own confidence because they've been out the industry, they might have been knocked back and they need support in terms of their own mindset and their confidence. So we have a curriculum in terms of how we support them around growth mindset, around interview preparation, around, um, you know, talking about yourself even, you know, and even in the remote world that we are in now and like confidence on camera. And then on, we work with um, organisations. So um, an organisation that we're working at the moment, checkout.com. So they have um, supported at this cohort to upskill in um, technology and then they will have a talent pool to recruit into their organisation. So no returner pays to come on an upskill. It's all free from a returner perspective, but the organisation pays it forward for us to deliver the programme for free. So it's like a pay it forward model. And then they have a talent pool of individuals that then can transfer into an organisation. So, yeah, in essence, you know, I feel it's very simple, a bit of a no-brainer. You know, you're you're supporting people, you're getting diversity and also you're uh, fulfilling your your talent pipeline and recruiting some amazing individuals into the business. 